consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. The word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. (coughs) Something I'll never forget we did two times, were the baby introductions of Maggie and Macy. When they came home from the hospital, it was time to introduce them to the world in some way, shape, or form. So I remember several of those trips and those occasions. Of course, for both of them, I remember the introduction of the pediatrician, because once you get home, you go back to the doctor within, what, a couple of days? You go back to the doctor, you meet your pediatrician, if you haven't already, Uh, And then they examine the baby, uh, tell you how things are going in those first couple of days when you think you must be doing everything wrong. The pediatrician tells you, you're doing okay, keep it up. Babies are a lot stronger and tougher than you give them credit for. We needed to hear that uh, for both of our children. Of course, there's always the first visit with grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins when they come to see you or you go to see them with your new baby. I still remember sitting in my parents' living room while some of my extended family came uh, to meet Maggie when she was born and also Macy. But I also remember Maggie meeting a lot of Valerie's side of the family. That was on Thanksgiving, about a month after she was born. I still remember the four-hour car trip to Paducah uh, that particular month after she was born. Maggie hated her car seat. I still remember the 10 minutes that she didn't hate her car seat during that whole trip where she was asleep. Of course, there's also those trips to the restaurants and the grocery stores and other places where random strangers will stop and offer you a blessing or a word of encouragement for your new baby. Those were pretty special. People become very friendly when they see a newborn, and so they're wishing you well. And, of course, you're also kind of trying to make sure they don't get too close to your baby as they lean over and perhaps attempt to pinch their cheek or something. Those are special times. Of course, we very fondly remember our girls' baby dedications. Maggie was dedicated at Grace Point Community Church in Mount Washington. And, of course, Macy was dedicated here almost three years ago. Um, I remember it because it was a cold, wintry day. In fact, a a good number of you weren't here because there was snow on the ground, but we had family in town, so we went ahead and came and did the baby dedication. That was a very special day here at First Baptist Church. All of those occasions 
our anticipating, anticipation kind of days. It's, it's about looking forward to what will be. Of course, we're celebrating this healthy and safe arrival of the baby, but with those, we also anticipate what the next few years would hold, and we anticipate a life well-lived, whatever course, whatever that would look like. And so today, in many ways, we are looking in on Jesus' baby dedication in the form of a Jewish ritual, and we see a random side character enter from the side, someone that we often overlook, someone who, as I looked back through my notes of, over the years, I had not preached a single sermon related to Simeon. Because usually when we look at the Christmas texts, we're looking at stories of shepherds and of angels and of Mary's song, Zechariah's song. We're looking at the stable and the manger, and a lot of times Jesus' first presentation, that initial tour, is left out. And so Simeon sometimes gets the shaft, as does Anna, who follows Simeon in this passage. And so today we're going to look at this temple dedication, this temple ritual of Jesus, and discover from Simeon's song, how much this birth of Christ truly means to other people. How much it meant to Simeon, someone who had been led of the Spirit to see Jesus there and whose eyes were opened at the impact and the meaning of Christ's arrival. So today is about a gift, the gift of the coming of the Christ child that on one hand brings immense joy and completion upon his arrival and yet in the spirit of Advent there is still anticipation to be had. There is still something to look forward to. Yes, we are moving towards December 25th when we can celebrate and say Jesus has arrived but even at Jesus' arrival there is still anticipation in our hearts. Once again, Simeon is in many ways a forgotten person and hence has and sings a forgotten song that we don't often turn our attention to. He's not an overly revered figure in the Bible such as some of the other figures we've seen throughout this season. In many ways, Simeon is a side character of the Gospels, but Simeon is someone who meets Jesus and the family at the temple for his dedication and there finds a hope and peace that surpasses all understanding. In many ways, it's like the stranger at the grocery store who wants to hold your baby and you're a little, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's in many ways like the person at the restaurant who wants to give your baby something to hold, and you say, no, that's not a good idea. This is the random stranger coming up to the Christ child and saying, let me hold him. Because this random stranger, by the power of the Spirit, knew someone special had just walked into the temple. And there he finds the hope and peace that surpasses all understanding, the hope and the peace that he had been anticipating perhaps for his whole life. He was righteous and devout, and it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Messiah. And so this is a time of celebration, not just for the coming of the Christ child, but it was a celebration for Simeon too, knowing that he had seen fulfilled what the Spirit had promised. 
This is a special song that we don't refer to often in the Baptist church, but many traditions come back to Simeon's song time and time again, even outside the season of Advent and Christmas. In fact, this song takes on a name in Latin called Nuc Dementis. In fact, in Latin, this first line of Simeon's song says, Nuc Dementis Servum Tuum Domine, which means, Now you may dismiss your servant, O Lord. What a fascinating opening line to a prayer. Now you may dismiss your servant. I don't know how many times you've opened a prayer with that particular line, but I'm not sure I have. But this prayer and this line is recited in the Christian church across the world in three distinct occasions. As the last prayer of the day offered in some traditions, now you may dismiss your servant, O Lord. It is often said at funerals, now you may dismiss your servant, O Lord, for my eyes have seen salvation. It is often recited also after the taking of communion and Lord's Supper. Now you may dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. It's a special song. It's one that I don't think I can add to because the words themselves are so meaningful. Simeon's song in many ways is a song of tension. It's a song of beginning, but it is also a song of ending and departing. For instance, this song is used as the final prayer of the day in many traditions. It's ultimately asking to be at peace with what God has done that day and what God will do in the days ahead. You see, for me, most of the time, I'm just thankful that I've gotten through the day. I find myself saying, that was a really long day. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. That was a long day. Thank goodness I get to lay down and go to sleep and put it behind me. But praying the prayer, now you may dismiss your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, puts a whole new twist on a closing day prayer, doesn't it? Instead of, oh, I'm so glad for that day to be over. It is, thank you, Lord, I may now go to bed. My eyes have seen your salvation in this day. It is also used during funerals, the send-off for a saint, read on behalf of the deceased when there is a peace knowing that the deceased is now in the loving arms of Jesus. Master, now you have dismissed your servant in peace. What beautiful words to be read at a funeral. We recently lost someone in this church family, a very special person, Frances Dillingham. Every time I went to visit her, I think I mentioned this at her funeral, she talked about how she was ready to go. And some of that, of course, was based on the fact that she was becoming sad about the way her body was working or perhaps even not working in those final days. But it wasn't just that. 
Frances was at peace. She felt she could be dismissed because she had seen the work of God's salvation in her life. And so every time she would tell me that when I visited her, she would say, but I'm ready to go. Just like that, she'd throw her hands in the air. Because she was at peace, and like Simeon knew, she had seen the work of God's salvation in the person of Jesus Christ and in her church and community, that she was at peace and in many ways was saying, Master, now you are dismissing me in peace. It was the peace that she experienced, and there were others in this congregation who have felt that same peace prior to their passing. On Tuesday, we are having our Christmas Eve service, as I mentioned earlier, and we will take of the Lord's Supper on that service, in that service. And every Christmas, I feel we need to point out the irony of taking of the body and blood of Christ on the same day we celebrate his coming into the world as a baby. It is a divine irony, an irony of all ironies that we remember Jesus' sacrifice on the day that he enters the manger. But Christmas cannot be understood apart from the entire life of Christ. As we celebrate the coming of Christ's child in the manger, we also reflect on and remember his ministry of teaching and healing. We remember his sacrificial death where he went to the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And we remember the hope of the resurrection and the empty tomb. I think that's what makes Simeon's song special. Simeon had not witnessed Christ's life play out as we have. But Simeon knew that because of the coming of the Christ child, he was able to praise God and he received a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so my question to you today and my challenge to you is do you at the end of the day or when life becomes challenging, do you voice the same prayer that Simeon voiced when experiencing the Christ child? In this season, will you say, Master, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Christmas can become so much about gifts and singing Christmas carols, all of which are good things, of course. But we forget about the salvation present with the Christ child who comes to us as a baby and is a light for revelation to all people and brings glory to God. I pray that in the next few days, as things get busy again, as you're going out to purchase some last-minute gifts, preparing meals on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, as you're packing and preparing to go out of town, or you're cleaning your house, waiting for family to enter your home, I pray that you would reflect on Simeon, who knew that with the coming of the Christ child, who knew that with the Christ child came salvation and a peace that surpasses all understanding. Let's reflect on that song as we prepare to dismiss today. Lord, we thank you so much for Simeon's song, a song that we often overlook, a song of hope because the Christ child is with us. May we echo the same sentiments every time we go to bed. May we be thankful for the day. May we be thankful for your salvation, which we see in our church and in our community every day. But may we also anticipate 
the salvation that we will experience in the days ahead. May the Christmas season not end abruptly, but it may, may it be a reality that we celebrate all of our days. The reality that God is with us and it gives us new hope and purpose. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.